Hi guys, this is Jackie Cooper with J. Cooper Travels and today um, is the start of a new year. And so with all the starts of a new year, we do what we always do. We always kind of reflect both on our personal goals, on our business goals, on our health, on our finances. So as part of um, my New Year's resolution with J. Cooper Travels, which um, as a podcast is to talk about both our travels around the world, you know, from a travel perspective, but also from a personal journey perspective. I've invited back one of my guests from before, and uh, we're going to talk about um, different parts of financial planning from the educational perspective. This is not advising you, giving you specific advice for your own personal area, but just kind of talking about what's out there, what what might you want to think about in your portfolio, um and i i want to welcome you to back to the podcast and i would love for you to kind of share more about um what you're doing and uh everything else how are you doing today good i'm good um yeah let me say a little bit about myself uh for those who maybe not didn't see the other podcast uh i retired after 25 years of helping families with their grief i was a bereavement counselor worked in hospices. And some years after that, I was recruited to work with life insurance. And initially I bought the debt. I thought, no, I didn't want, didn't want to do that. We'd had some bad experience with life insurance. Um, and I thought, well, there's only term of whole life. And uh, I just didn't, it didn't appeal to me at all. Uh, then I learned the many different uses of life insurance and, and how, how life insurance had uh, become more modern uh, been brought up to date, and uh, so now I am. I am doing that. I see myself in helping families avoid many of the mistakes that we made over the years with our life insurance and with other finances, and also with paying down our debts. And where I'm working, it, it achieves both of those. So it's a, a very good fortune for me and for for us. Uh, so that's that's a little bit about me. Um, I work with World Financial Group and. I don't know if there's anything else you want to know at this, at this point. Well, I know that a lot of the listeners are um, maybe not near a place where they actually can write down your contact information. Oh. But for those that are listening, um, there will be information in the block below the podcast as well as below the YouTube. So uh, why don't you give them uh, just so that way they can uh, have access to it, to your email. Okay. Um, as we continue our discussion, they might want to reach out to you directly. So what, what is your email that they can mentally take a note of, as well as um, when they have a chance, going back to the podcast to write it down? Yeah, the easiest email to remember is scottnsd at gmail.com. That's Scott with two Ts, then the letter N, the letter S, the letter D. I'm in San Diego um, at gmail.com, scottnsd at gmail.com. That's great. So I know that today we had, um, there's so many things that we've been talking about off camera, but we had talked about the idea of term insurance. Um, And so what exactly is that? I know I have that. Um, What age range should someone maybe think about that? And give us a little bit more 
knowledge in case someone's not really aware of what that product is because there's so many different things out there these days and and so we're I'm the purpose of this podcast uh, for everyone who's listening is to give you an overview uh, and definitely reach out to Scott for more specifics to your own personal situation but give us a little bit of guidance what what is it why do people get it yeah uh, in simplest terms it's uh, insurance that you would give for annuers from 10 to 30 years. It's really inexpensive compared to other kinds of insurance. It's a little bit like insurance you have on your car. Uh, you don't earn anything on the side. You, you pay the insurance on your car. It's there if you need it. Uh, Lord hopes you don't need it, but if you do, you have the insurance and you can get the, the fenders fixed or whatever. Well, this is, a, this is life insurance. I see life insurance as income replacement. So if you're a breadwinner of your family uh, and, and God forbid something happens to you, then you have this insurance to cover that. Uh, but it, it's just good for the 30 years. When the 30 years is up or 20 years or whatever, we always recommend the longer term. Uh, and I can go into more detail, more detail on that if you want. But uh, when that time is up, then, then the insurance, if you haven't needed it, you haven't needed it and you don't get any money back, you can't get loans on it or anything like that. But it's their um, best for young people that are starting out. They, they maybe don't have, can't afford permanent insurance, other kinds of insurances, but this is just something to protect them, protect the bread, protect their income uh, while, they're, while they're raising their family and putting their kids through school or what, whatever they're, they're doing earlier in their life. Later on, as, they, uh, as their income increases and so forth, then they can add other forms of insurance. They can also convert this to other forms of insurance. Um, so when you say protect their income, so when you say protect your income uh, or their income, uh, what do you mean exactly? Um, can you give an example? Sure, sure. Um, say, say I'm, you know, in my twenties or thirties again, and uh, I say I'm making fifty thousand dollars a year. If something happened to me, and my wife had to bury me, pay the burial expenses and so forth, um, that would get expensive. That would use up a big chunk of whatever we might have saved. Um, and if I didn't have an adequate amount of that insurance, that is, if I had a million dollars, if I was sure, insured for a million dollars, then that, that would be nice. She would be uh, okay for a while, quite a while, perhaps. If I had a smaller amount, if I had uh, $25,000 of insurance, that would be enough to get me buried in, in maybe a month or two on the mortgage. So it's important to consider how much insurance you have. But uh, even the higher amounts is relatively inexpensive. You could uh, give up the Starbucks uh, a day, you could probably afford it. Um, so it's it's important to get the right amount uh, to cover your expenses if, if the uh, unforeseen should happen. Again, it's like car insurance. Um, you, you can't make loans on it. You can't you don't get anything back at the end of the time of 30 years. And it's, it's expected that, that uh, the breadwinner survives and so forth, and that's good. So, um, with uh, in getting um, term, uh, what is the again? It, it might depend, obviously, on the size of the package, but usually about how much a month is it? Uh, the range. 
it's off the top of my head, I would say $100, $200 a month, depending upon, again, um, how old you are. Uh, obviously, the, the younger you are, the more likely you're to be healthy. Uh, and the, the less expensive it will be for you. Uh, and it depends on how much you, you want to have it for. If it's for 50000 it's going to be quite a bit less than for 100 or 200000 uh, I can't give you a quote off the top. No, and I wouldn't want you to, not not on a pot show um, like this. Um, so if you are, um, so one of the things that you had mentioned, okay, is that if you're in your 20s or 30s that you, you might want to think about doing this. And then when you get a little bit older, you can look at uh, transitioning that to a different type of policy. Um, when you get older, what sort of policy might you want to look at? What's the next step of policy? Yeah, there there are a lot of ways that you could go. It depends on your income and, and your plans and whether you feel like you want to keep increasing your income or whether you feel like you've got enough income set aside in, in your policy that you just want to not lose your principal. One of our favorite policies that is the policies that most people seem to like the most is what we call an IUL. Uh, and what that does, it's an indexed universal life insurance. And what that means is that it has a floor. The principal is protected. So in a down year, uh, if the, say it's not tied to the, it's, it mirrors the market. It doesn't have the money in the market. Which market? And Which market is? The stock market, stock market. the S&P 500, or there's a number of different indexes that it, that it mirrors. But the money is kept in the insurance policy. It's not in the market. And what that means is they can offer a floor so that uh, the principal is not lost. If it's a down year, the market goes down 15, 20, 40 percent, uh, then like it did in 2008, uh, the policy doesn't earn, doesn't get any better, but it doesn't lose any money. So you don't lose your principal ever in these policies. So you're safe, your principal is safe, and you can still uh, go up. So if, if you have a year where the stock market or your, your, what you're mirroring goes up, say 10%, then, then you'll go up 10%. And it'll stay, that'll be the new floor. So if the following year it goes down 10%, you stay at that 10% that you just earned. So it's a really popular policy. The money goes in there. The money that goes in there, you borrow that if you want it for income producing. And that money then that you take out, that you borrow later on, because it's a life insurance policy, uh, you, you don't pay taxes or you pay taxes on the, the money that just don't, that you gained if you put in pre-tax money. So um, one of the things that I have um, been talking to you about sometimes you, you shared with me a lot of different statistics that actually were very interesting. You talked about credit cards, which um, a lot of individuals have. Um, do, would you like to share just some of the things you were talking about in terms of how credit cards um you know, increase in the debt. And, and that's another reason why, you know, we all need to be looking at how are we financially planning right now, you know, because of um, the long-term and the short-term. Sure, sure. I, I was surprised that, to find that um, 
credit cards double, there's a rule of 72 that as you take 72 and divide by the interest rate on say credit cards, uh, then that'll tell you how often the money in the credit card will double if no money was paid. That is, the, the, when you pay on a credit card, the amount you pay isn't, isn't uh, affected, but the money that's left in it is affected. And if you have a 21% uh, credit card, that is, if your credit score is, is below 570, uh, you'll likely get your credit card will be 21%. That will double it every three and a half years approximately uh, a, a credit card that you have a, a really good super prime uh, credit score at 720 or more that'll still double every five and a half years uh, so that that was pretty scary to me to see that there's that doubling going on uh, <clears throat> and on the to contrast that the average savings in this country, country is 0.05 percent. I'm sure everybody's aware. You put your money in the bank and you ask them to save it for you. They're giving us giving us very little uh, this year, this year, these years. Uh, that would take 1,440 years to double. So if we give our money to the bank, that we get very little uh, growth on it. Whereas if we go to that same bank and ask to borrow some money it's going to be expensive if we're not careful we pay if we pay the credit card every month uh, then there's the, the this doesn't affect it at all there's no no interest rate this is interest rate on the money that we don't pay back yes it is very interesting the amount of money that we get from the banks as and the contrast on the credit cards exactly you had also mentioned another interesting fact uh you were talking about social security and a lot of us look at you know maybe not so much when we're young but as we get closer to that age we look at um what will social security provide for us um what was that stat that you were talking to me about before sure um that the, in that 2019 the average wage earner in the united states mad average wage earned is fifty one thousand nine hundred and sixteen dollars and 27 cents is what i is what i I'll looked up and the average Social Security retirement benefit in June of this last year was 18,000. So if you're the average wage earner, you're making 51,000. But if you if you retire uh, this year, uh, you'll get what is that's not even half of, of what you're making in Social Security. And that's before you take out uh, any insurance for a Medicare Part which is for your uh, uh, supplemental. So that would take out another $100 or so, depending on what insurance you get. So uh, that's, a, that's a big chunk. And when you, here, here's something that, that astounded me when I looked at it, that if you're making 100,000 at age 35 and, and you continue to make that 100,000 until you retire at say 65, uh, that's that comes to $3 million that you've made as a breadwinner for your family. Um, that, and that's, that's a, that's a lot. That's to make that up in your social security and the money that you earn. Uh, that's, that's not going to, it's not going to match at all. Your social security is going to come out still at 18 or 20,000, maybe, maybe 26,000 if you're making that much money. Um, so uh, I think to have that much money saved 
or to have it in an IUL or insurance policy, which which you can do uh, if you're making that much money. It's not hard to do, but people think, well, if I have a 50,000, that sounds like a lot. Uh, I have 100,000, or especially if it's a group life insurance where you work. But if you if you think you're gonna leave, if whenever you leave that, that uh, job, that insurance stops. Uh, you can pay to continue it, but you, when you get insurance at that retirement age, that's pretty expensive. Um, so that is a consideration um, to, to plan ahead, to get a good policy, to start uh, saving money early on uh, so that when you do retire, you can be uh, making a good income from the money that, that is growing in your life insurance policy. I would agree with you. Um, I know that, um, you know, when I was younger, I wasn't thinking about this at all. And so I know that you and I are going to have conversations down the road about financial literacy and teaching it to teenagers and young adults, because that's really important. Um, but I, I would say that for those who are listening that are in the in the twenties, just, you know, out of college, um, and, um, you know, or even, you know, a little bit older than that. If you don't have a, a term policy just yet, or if you don't have someone that you can give a call to, um, and just kind of brainstorm as to what your financial health looks like. Um, you know, Scott is definitely, um, someone that I would trust and say, you know, give a, reach out to him. Um, but if there's someone within your own local community that you trust, it's just important that no matter where you are in your life, that you start asking these questions. So down the road, you've, um, you've made that plan. And I know it might sound like 50 or a hundred dollars a month is a lot, but in the long run, um, it actually is, these are like seeds being planted and, those years go fast. If you think about like what you did last New Year's, you know, how fast did this last year go? So just think about how fast all those years go. And by the time that you actually need it, if you're planting those seeds now, then um, you will have what you need down the road. Um, any last minute thoughts um, from, you know, this is a continuing conversation, but any last sure, minute thoughts? Sure. Well, I'd love to go into all these different areas. I'm just discovering this myself as, as someone who didn't do this uh, when I should have. And now I'm almost 80 and I'm, I'm needing to work uh, because I didn't. Because uh, I thought, well, you know, it's going to be fine. And I've always been fine and I'll continue to be fine. Well, uh, it doesn't always work out that I'm very fortunate to have work that I'm, I like a lot and I'm helping other people with and it's meaningful and uh, all of that so we're, we're okay but um, you know I could have been uh, working at Walmart just as easy you know just, um, you know work you know greeting people there or doing some, some something that's not quite as interesting and doesn't make as much so um, I think it's not fun with stuff to think about when we're younger but I think it's important because it does. It does, you know, five years, 20 years. Doesn't seem that long ago that uh, I was just doing, uh, was working, you know, and had a good income. Um, and uh, but it's been 20 years almost. 
So I'm going to throw something else out to my listeners. I mean, we are talking about, you know, the, the different products, which obviously, you know, everyone will need to investigate for themselves. But if you are even thinking about a career change, or if you're thinking about going into a, a career that Scott's in, or, you know, even doing things that I'm doing, reach out to us also from that perspective, because, um, you know, we both have been career switchers and um, we are both entrepreneurs in different ways. And so um, that's also another thing to think about, you know, just uh, not just from the financial planning from the insurance side is, thinking about alternative income streams and planning. So you have more than one income stream. And um, so I'll throw that out there as an aside and also just as another avenue for everyone in this new year to think about. Um, so as I mentioned before, the contact information for uh, Scott will be um, down below in the podcast as well as the YouTube. But Scott, do you want to say your email one more time so they have it really Easy. Sure. And I want to add that we are, I wanted to grow my team. So and we're doing that continually. But mm -hmm. my email is Scott N S D Scott, the letter N, the letter N, the letter S D uh, at gmail.com. Yep. And uh, for those that want to reach out to me, um, it's really easy. It's um, jcoopertravels at gmail.com. And uh, again, thank you so much for subscribing and listening both to the podcast as well as the YouTube channel. Um, I appreciate all my listeners and I know it's growing. So thank you so much. And thank you, Scott, for being on. I look forward to our next conversation. I know that we're, for those that are listening, we're just covering the surface of it. There's a lot of details, but that's why you need to reach out to someone who's an expert like Scott, because he can actually dive a lot deeper into it. Um, and um, everyone, happy new year.